Hello and welcome back to The Draw Pod. It's me, your host, Elise. In this episode, I'll be chatting with you while doing a drawing of a still life that I actually took from the Still Here, Still Lives page on Instagram. Every week they post a prompt and people respond to it. It's really cool and I wanted to participate this week, so here it is. If you're new here, this is a visual podcast where I draw something and chat with you as I go. You really don't have to watch the video to know what's going on, and if you prefer to listen to it on a podcast app, it's available everywhere. But if you're listening to it now and you would prefer to watch the YouTube video, you can check out my channel, which is always linked in the description of this podcast. Also, if you would like to see the final image of the work that I'm creating, you can check out my art Instagram at Elise underscore draws. So I recently listened to an episode of a podcast from Cat Creature, one of my favorite YouTubers, um, titled Why Art? And she talked about her artistic journey throughout childhood and also about children and art, and it made me reflect a lot on my own experiences. How did I end up here? And so that's kind of what I wanted to share with you in today's episode, and I really hope you enjoy it. But first, I will quickly update you on what's been going on in my life and also share something new that I learned and tell you about one of the books that I am currently reading. So what's going on in my life? Um, I, here's some bullet points I wrote out. Um, I don't know how to take a break, but I am working on it. (laughs) Um, I am planning a really great break day really soon. I don't know. It's really hard for me to find time to relax and take time for myself, but I, um, I've, I've figured out some ways. Of course, I'm so overly analytical with this, but I have figured out what I want to do on my day off and maybe I will talk in my next episode about actually following through with that. Um, but yeah, my, I'll give you another little update too on my job application process, my job search process, kind of what my fall looks like. And so I will be helping my cousins with, um, with school this fall because both their parents work full time and they just want to make sure that their kids are getting the knowledge into their brains. So I'll be working with them a decent amount in the fall. I'm also going to try and take on some freelance projects that I can get when the time comes. I want to keep doing my YouTube channel, maintaining my Redbubble because that's a bit of a source of an income for me. And I also am starting up my Etsy shop, which is um, kind of leads into the something new that I learned this week. But just quickly talking about the Etsy shop. It has been really fun to dive into this new project again. I had an Etsy shop about a year ago where I was fulfilling orders for some stickers that I made by hand instead of going through Redbubble, which they process everything for you. And it was really fun. I made a few sales and I could definitely turn more of a profit on Etsy by doing all the shipping and production myself, but it became way too much for me to handle at school, so I ended up closing my shop. But now I'm back, I'm better than ever, and I'm going to end up doing some, I don't know, my store is going to be more like a curated version of the stickers that I make and the work that I produce. I'm really wanting to focus it on kind of botanical things like I'm drawing in this podcast. I love drawing plants. I've decided that that's pretty much what I want to focus on. And I'll be having some greeting cards, some floral stickers, 
um, probably some tote bags. Shout out to Isabel for that recommendation. And some t-shirts, which is one thing that I made yesterday, which was super fun. I got this iron on vinyl and yeah, basically <laughs> this whole thing has just been me also trying to figure out how to use my Cricut, my Cricut machine, which is like a uh, vinyl cutting machine or paper cutting machine. It basically can like cut out any design or pattern that you want. And it's really neat, but I haven't really taken the time to really learn how to use it because I haven't really had a need to. So this Etsy shop is both me trying to have another little bit of income come into my my pocket and also to use my cry cut machine and to also just be more creative you know this podcast is a way for me to keep making art and being creative and I also would like to take advantage of having an Etsy shop again to do that so and then how that relates to something new I learned is that I just learned that I like crafting is so much fun I've always been pretty crafty from just myself growing up. I'm a crafty person. And also um, when I was in my sorority, I made a lot of crafts then and I haven't really done much crafting lately. So doing these little things like working on the t-shirt and making these greeting cards and stickers, it's so much fun and I'm so excited to jump back into doing that. So that's what I learned this week is crafting is really fun and you should also do some crafting if you haven't in a while. Um, some now the book that I am reading, so I'm reading three books right now. I talked about Elsewhere last week by Rosita Bolin, and it's a great, great book. I'm still enjoying it. Um, I'm also reading Moral Ground, Ethical Action for a Planet in Peril, which is a book from Trinity University Press, who I used to intern for. And that's really good, but that's been kind of like my big long-term reading book. It's just something over time that I will complete, but I just read little bits and pieces. And then the last book that I'm reading and I wanted to talk about a little more is Nudge, which is really great. I don't have it next to me right now, so I couldn't tell you the author's name, but it's a pretty good book. It's kind of part of a genre that I really enjoy, which is kind of combining psychology with communication or psychology with business, marketing, I think it's really neat. And it kind of goes along with some principles of design that I learned in the design of everyday things and emotional design, both by Don Norman. So yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. And it's a wide variety of stuff, but I'm enjoying reading three books at a time. I think that that works well for me so I can pick which book fits my mood best. And my path, my why art. So no one is really artsy in my family in the traditional sense, like I don't have a painter, that grandma or something, but I appreciate the support that I've always received from my parents and grandparents. And also the, um, the women in my family are very crafty, so I definitely get something from there. But in general, I didn't really have like a mother that was a painter growing up and that influenced me to be an artist. It just kind of came. Yeah, I traced my start with art back to elementary school and during the seventh or the second to fifth grade time, uh, that was probably the most important time for me. So many of my best friends loved to draw and we specifically loved drawing anime characters and I just think it's so funny looking back on it because I think how we got into it was one of my best friends, Alex, their older brother was into anime, I think, and so that's how Alex got into art. And so we all were just doing it 
too. All of my friends, we were just drawing anime characters and stuff. And at that time, I remember the first career that I wanted to pursue was to become an anime artist in Japan. Um, definitely, it's not going to happen because uh, Japan definitely has Japanese anime artists who are very talented on their own. So I don't know why they would want an American <laughs> little anime artist. But anyway, I just think that was cute that that was my first career path I wanted to do. But over the years, some people stopped drawing, but by the time eighth grade came around, I still had a really solid support system of friends who all loved to draw. Alex, Tura, Holly, um, some other pals too. So yeah, in middle school, a lot of us had a deviant art also, and we would share our work on there. So a deviant art is kind of an art social media platform. I wouldn't recommend being on it today. It's kind of weird but I, it definitely was a really fun place for me to um, just share work with my friends and also my friend Devin, who has been my internet friend since like, for the, it's been like 10 years since we started being friends and we still keep in touch. Uh, shout out to Devin if you're listening to this podcast. But yeah, I got to connect with people about art and it was really great. And the main thing that, the main time we would make art together was just doodling in class all the time. And yeah, that's where most of my art making happened back then. And it's where most of my art making happened in middle school and high school and college. <laughs> and except for, you know, when I majored in art, but we'll get there. But yeah, doodling has always been really important for me. It helps me listen, I think. I have ADHD and it's hard for me to focus a lot of the time and I discovered that kind of my my compulsion to make art and doodle during class was probably a way for me to focus on what was being said. I can't really explain it, but it helps me focus whenever I'm drawing or kind of fiddling with something else whenever I am listening to someone. Um, but unfortunately, one particular teacher who I had every year of middle school would always yell at me for drawing in class and it became even weirder later on in middle school. Um, another one of my friends, the only other one of my friends that actually ended up pursuing art and she is amazing and so talented, but she was a really talented artist then and she had kind of bloomed before me. And she had moved beyond drawing cartoons before, you know, while we were in middle school. So because of that, I guess her work was more valued by our teacher. So if this girl was drawing in class, I would be allowed to. But if not, I would get yelled at and have my paper taken away, things like that. One time, the, this teacher even bought this girl's supplies for her for this drawing competition in the district and like gave it to her in front of the whole class. It was really weird. It was like this piece of charcoal and that just really stuck out to me because I was like, what the heck? Um, but yeah, I was competing in that competition too, but those supplies were for her. Looking back, I really hate this situation and also just kind of other situations related to this that because me and this other girl were frequently put up against each other and but I was always viewed as kind of inferior, which was fine because I, you know, I wasn't at that higher level she was at, but I didn't like that it was me versus her to this teacher, I guess, or to a lot of people, or maybe this was all in my head, but I think it wasn't because my friend talks to me about it today. So anyway, but 
yeah, at the time I had negative feelings also towards this girl, but I realize now that it was all just really constructed by the environment that I was in. And, you know, we were both ADHD, artsy kids doodling in class, trying to focus. But by the end of middle school, I still enjoyed making art, but I kind of began to become more interested in theater. And my career plans, just giving you another update, my career plans at this point were becoming an animator at Pixar or a marine biologist because of course they were. Everyone, <laughs> I feel like if you were an artist or just like any kid, you wanted to either be an animator or a marine biologist, you know, it's just, that's just how things go. My freshman year of high school turned out to be one of my bloom years as an artist. I had a few of these but I did not participate in theater freshman year. As I mentioned, I was really interested in theater, but that was because I had a really hard first semester. I got mono and that took me out of playing volleyball and set me back in school. And that's whenever I was actually diagnosed with ADHD. So it was just a kind of hard time. So I couldn't even think about doing theater, but, and then also soccer took over my second semester. So I couldn't do the musical, but this year I picked up a lot of drawing skills and put more energy into art. I had a really wonderful teacher, Miss Cami Land. She is still one of the people that I just look back on and I think so highly of. I think she's so amazing and I'm so thankful to have had her in my life. She was just one of the very formative art teachers for me. But yeah, of course I continue to doodle constantly, just kind of in class, not in art classes, just everywhere. And what was good is that in high school teachers realized, I guess, or they just didn't think it was inappropriate to draw during class. Maybe it was just that one teacher who was awful, but no one picked on me anymore, so that was good. <laughs> um, I enjoyed, I still enjoy drawing cartoons, but whenever I heard my art teacher say this one phrase, which I'm about to share with you, a switch went off in my head. So she said, draw what you see, not what you know. And somehow just something changed in me and like I was suddenly able to understand how to see and render objects more effectively. But yeah, this phrase kind of means to draw what you see, not what you know. You might know what a plant should look like, what a sunflower is supposed to look like from a cartoon of it. But in reality, whenever you're trying to work on a still life that has a sunflower in it, you will really come to realize that you need to let yourself go from what you know is to be a sunflower, where the petals you think are supposed to be, um, and just draw actually what you see and kind of detach yourself. So that was really important advice for me. By the end of my freshman year, I still thought I was maybe wanting to be some kind of scientist, but with my poor performance in bio one, I wasn't totally sure. So I guess at that point I was just kind of floating along. I still had the animator idea in my head. I wasn't really thinking about college quite yet, just kind of chilling. So the rest of high school was really fun for me and I took art classes every year. I didn't have the same strong art community that I needed, but I did have a very strong theater community. And I would say that my experience doing theater really defined high school for me and it definitely made me into the person I am today. And I wouldn't have had it any other way, but I do wish I was able to spend more time doing art. But I had a lot of other obligations like soccer and theater and, you know, eventually like getting ready for college. And I just prioritized socializing a lot, which is crazy. And I prioritized hanging out with my friends. So I didn't have much extra time outside of my doodles all over my notebooks. But I'm really thankful that I kept up with that. And it wasn't really 
me making like an effort to keep up with that. It was more just, it felt so natural. So over the years, I've had to realize that um, the doodles weren't just doodles, that they were so important to me to like continue being an artist, continue making art, continue exercising that muscle. And I've really elevated them in my mind a little bit more than where they were before. By senior year, I had decided that I was at least pretty good at two things, art and Spanish. And I also wasn't too bad of a writer, but to me, that seemed like the path to go on. So I ended up choosing Trinity University, even though it was not an art school and it's not particularly known for its art program, but I liked it because I could study my multiple interests easily and I liked the cost of it for me with my scholarship and its distance from my home. I ended up receiving a BA in art, communication, and Spanish. I decided to add on the communication degree to my art and Spanish to uh, learn ways to make my art and Spanish degrees marketable and kind of gain some good skills that I could use within the context of art and Spanish. And that's kind of how I got into graphic design. But now just a quick bit about my time at Trinity and college. And my freshman year at Trinity, I had another bloom. Like I mentioned, I had my freshman year of high school and my drawing skills dramatically improved in one semester. I had a wonderful drawing one professor who really just pushed me kind of in a way that I was pushed my freshman year of high school. So I'm really thankful for that. But yeah, throughout college, again, surprise, surprise, I continue to doodle all over my notes, and I'm glad I never tried to stop this at all, really, at my years of school. I continued to learn and practice drawing skills until my junior year happened, and then I finally returned to something I had truly lost, an art community. Um, the other students in the year above and below me were and are so important to me and my work, especially in my senior year. I felt so incredibly lucky to have such a positive, loving, encouraging studio environment. And yeah, that was just so, so important to me to finally feel like I had this positive community and I made some of my favorite art um, during this time period. I definitely am so thankful for this experience and I'm glad I went. The only thing I would change about my college experience, which I don't have much power over and I don't even know if back then I would have had much power over, but the thing I would change is depth. I wish I could have more deeply studied art and Spanish and art history. I wish I could have added a fourth major, but I didn't have the time and I wish I could have put more time into, you know, maybe an art like finally doing screen printing or doing ceramics and exploring those avenues and Spanish, you know, I was kind of limited. I think I took most of the classes, but I didn't get to take every single one of them. Art history, I got, I was only lucky enough to take two art history courses, but they were so much fun for me. But like I said, I also had to do a communications major, which I still love and I'm glad I did. And I also had to do all of the core curriculum for Trinity. So I just didn't have the time, but also I have the rest of my life to study these things though. I'm a very good learner. I've really been enjoying being a student again. And when it comes to kind of learning Spanish and kind of putting these little challenges on myself. So yeah, I have the rest of my life to study these things more and I look forward to my continued growth. So currently, as I have mentioned a bit, I am a bit stagnant with my art practice. Without that amazing studio space that I had at Trinity, I miss it so much. And that community with 
And with the global pandemic, I found it really difficult to make work in a way that I used to, but I continue to press on though, as art is and always will be so, so important to me. And I know that things will work out and I'm excited to see what kind of creative career I end up in. So thank you for listening to this podcast and I hope you enjoyed it, learned a little bit more about me and my little art path. I love to hear these stories from other people, so maybe you found it interesting. But uh, again, thanks for listening. Make sure to give this video a like if you're watching the video, um, rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there, and check out the completed drawing that I'm doing on my Instagram at Elise underscore draws. Thanks so much for listening for the third time, and I will see you next week. Bye.